Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I know as the calendar turns from one year to another year, lots of folks are doing some self-assessment around where they want to spend their time, energy, where they want to grow, what their goals are. And I just wanted to mention to folks who listen to the podcast, um, I'm starting some coaching groups for entrepreneurs this year. So these are for people who have started or running a business and really want to level up their mental health and their relationships and want to do that in a community of others. So these are groups that will meet once a month and will go for the duration of the year. There'll be some optional in-person meetups, but a lot of the benefit takes place in being on the journey together. So if that's something that you are interested in, please uh, contact us at zenfounder.com or email or, you know, there's lots of ways to find me online and would love to tell you more about it. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host. I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. You're not mean, are you? Or are you? (laughs) Many of us have a pretty critical voice in our head, a voice that is downright unkind sometimes, a voice that speaks to ourselves in a way that we would never speak to another human. Let's unpack this topic today. I'm going to talk about the difference between self-criticism and self-coaching, how we can help transform that inner critic to be something that actually is a resource and a helper to us and not something that tears us down. I'm Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist who focuses on entrepreneur and high performer mental health. I love to help people do really hard things, but to do them with joy and with ease and with a sense of delight and connection to their lives. When I'm not coaching founders, I spend a lot of time practicing something that I love, which is the circus arts. And one of the things that I have found to help me improve my performance as an athlete, my practice as an artist, is to use videos to film a trick on the flying trapeze and then watch it, evaluate it. Oh, did I point my toes? Were my feet together? Oh, I need to adjust the timing. It's a practice that I think really helps improve. If you ask any athlete, there's a lot of video review that is used in coaching and progress now. And that process is called self-evaluation, right? You're looking at something that you did and you are reviewing it, maybe video or visually, maybe listening to a podcast that you've recorded, reviewing a presentation that you gave, and you are using your critical capacity to assess your own performance. Now, this can be a really helpful strategy, or it can be, frankly, just downright abusive sometimes. I have talked with so many founders and high performers over time who are just horrendous critics of themselves. They have difficulty seeing anything positive in their own performance and their constant onslaught of negativity towards their own decisions, language, words, movements, how they show up is 
actually something that paralyzes them is not a source of improvement or growth, but is something that they almost come to fear because it's so unpleasant to receive such biased and unfair criticism, even from a voice in one's own head, even from oneself. In my book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together, uh, my husband Rob and I write about uh, founder archetypes, like early life experiences that tend to cluster together in founders. And many entrepreneurs have a lot of experiences of adversity at some point in their lives. For many of us, it's what drives us to push harder, to be better, to practice more, to learn more. It, it's just a motivator when we have difficult things that we are seeking to overcome. One of the difficult things that seems pretty common in entrepreneurs is having a very critical parent, having someone in our life at some point that wanted us to be or do or act in a certain way that really didn't fit with us. Maybe it's that father who was an attorney and wants you and all of your siblings to be an attorney so you can sort of follow the family line and make everybody proud. That kind of rigidity in a parent can get introjected. That means like taken from the outside world and put inside of our minds such that that voice of this is who you should be, this is how you should act, these are the expectations I have for you, gets muddy. It no longer is coming from a father that we had as a kid, but it gets kind of put into our own voice and our own mind, interjected into us such that it becomes our own voice. Interjects happen in lots of ways. A parental interject is one of the most common. But there's all kinds of spaces in our life where we take on these expectations of who we believe we should be, how we believe we should perform. Interjects are tricky because they're not our true self. They're not really us. They're these outside expectations that are often quite exaggerated and often unrealistic. But it gets confusing where our true self, true voice comes from and where the interject comes from. Interjects are often really harsh because like I said, they're not real, they're exaggerated. And often they have something to prove or they're a part of us that is coming from an injury or a wound. So we have to be careful of that kind of voice because it can be, as I mentioned earlier, almost like abusive, just unceasing in its critical observation. So what's the difference between self-criticism and critique or the term that I like to use is self-coaching? Lots of differences. The emotional quality is really different, first of all. An inner critic is really about tearing down. It's about noticing every error, every mistake, every problem, and highlighting all of it so that you're shamed or feared into not doing those things again. But it's through a teardown, a, a taking apart of your own you know, behavior or performance. A coach or a helpful, constructive self-critique comes from a very different spirit. I mentioned that uh, flying trapeze is one of the places where I have been practicing this self evaluation, self-critique process. I recently went on a, a trip with a bunch of flying trapeze friends and we trained with an amazing team in Las Vegas, many of whom are professional flying trapeze artists. They train with or they perform with Cirque du Soleil. And we would fly with them and then we take video and then we'd review the video together. 
And part of the assignment was for each of us to review a video of our trick and to find two things that we really liked about it and to find one where we wanted to improve. And that's really straightforward and simple, but it was surprisingly difficult. That's the difference between criticism and coaching. Coaching is not about tearing down or just noticing all of the mistakes, all of the errors. That was off. This was off. That was imperfect. Coaching is about, oh, here's the material to work with. Here's what's going well. Let's do more of that. And then also, let's be really strategic about growing into this other skill or into this other way of being. So coaching, the voice that we want to cultivate, the voice that has our best interest in mind is a building up voice. It's about noticing what's there, what's good, and amplifying it, making it bigger, making it stronger, making it better, making something grow, not ripping something down or tearing it apart. So how to tell the difference between these voices is really that tear down versus build up mentality. Pay a lot of attention to that. Anything that really serves us is going to have a recommendation, a yes, not just a no, not just a don't, but a do this, do more of that, grow in this way. So it's a very hopeful voice when we are practicing self-evaluation from a coaching perspective as opposed to a critic perspective. I think the other way to tell the difference in the trustworthiness of that inner voice, is it us, is it some unhelpful interject, is to really listen for the balance of it. You know, the teardown voice, the critical voice, only sees the negative. It's got its like filter set for just the problems. A voice that is about building us up, that is about a reasonable, fair evaluation, a self-assessment that comes from our true self can see the positives as well as the negatives. So if you can only see the negatives in your performance, in that talk that you gave or in the pitch that you made or in the interview that you did for that podcast, whatever it is, if you only can see negatives, that means that you are not operating out of true self. You're operating out of some other, like you've been, your mind's been body snatched a little bit. There's an interject in there that is taking over the conversation in a way that's skewed and unfair and not balanced and frankly just really not helpful. Be very careful about how you talk to yourself. Very careful. The extent to which you can talk to yourself in a way that is constructive, growth-oriented, loving, has your best interest and best success, your victory at heart, that voice is the trustworthy voice that will be with you throughout the duration of your life. It is also the voice with which you will speak to your employees, to your children, to your significant other, to the important people in your life. The more that you can hone that voice in the very difficult terrain of your inner world, the more access you'll have to that voice in other relationships and in other places. And if you can hone that voice really well, it's just going to amplify your success, just like push you forward. If you can, with objectivity and compassion, review your own way of being in the world, pay attention, be in observation without criticism, that will help you learn to be better at the things that are important to you. And it will also help you hone this ability to help spur on growth and development in other people. If you allow yourself to continue being critical and abusive in your own mind, that's going to leak out. (laughs) 
It's a bit of an ugly image, but it's, it's going to leak out on other people. Other people observe it. They hear it in you. And when they hear it in you, when they hear your own harsh self-criticism, you're robbing them from the permission or the ability to be loving towards themselves. You are not normalizing productive, growth-oriented, gentle self-evaluation. You are normalizing criticism, unkind words, like just hyperbolic, exaggerated focus on the negatives. So you are creating a scenario, not just for yourself, but for other people, which is a very um, sort of fixed mindset trap that gets in the way of anyone's ability to grow effectively. As an entrepreneur, you're often asked to do things that are risky or are at the edge of your comfort zone. I don't particularly love making videos. (laughs) I don't like all the noise in my brain about how I look or how I don't look. Uh, But I think it's an important medium for me to get comfortable with so that I can get the message across and help people find little ways of tweaking their mental health so that they feel better and then help those around them feel better. So in my process of like getting comfortable with YouTube, it means that I have to look at things that I think are going well and pour fuel on them, start with the things that I'm positive about And then find the things that I also would like to change for my betterment, for my growth, for my improvement. If I only looked at a video and thought, oh my gosh, your lipstick's uneven, your voice is so weird, I don't like your background. If I just went negative, 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 I would never do another one again because I would feel like discouraged and torn down. And all of us have that dynamic somewhere in our lives Somewhere there's a decision point between trying and going through the iterations to improve and get better or never trying or maybe trying a little bit and quitting because all of the things that we're doing or many of the things that we're doing in our businesses are difficult and they require us to learn, to try, to evaluate, collect some data, make an adjustment, try again, evaluate, collect some data, make an adjustment, try again. It's just constant in the life of an entrepreneur. So let's get good at it. Don't be a jerk. Don't be unkind. Don't turn the volume on to your negative introject voice that comes from some other old story that's just like shaming, shaming, guilting, guilting. Everything's terrible. Everything's wrong. You suck. Like just turn the volume off. Press the mute button. It's not helpful. But instead, get in touch with that coach with the one who's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. I see your efforts. Most improved player. (laughs) Here's the things that are working well. Keep doing that. And here's a few things that, oh, I think we could shape up or improve. Let it be that kind. Let it be that hopeful. Let it be that encouraging. Because I I don't know about you, but that's kind of the world that I want to create. It's the world I want to live in. It's the world I want for my kids. It's the world I want for my team, my employees. It's Really the world I want for myself too. So we can do it. Be your own best coach. Stop the self-criticism and let's get after it. 
If you're looking for more insights about how to be amazing in life and entrepreneurship, check out the rest of my content library. There's like a lot of podcasts. I've been podcasting for many years. Uh, if you are curious about uh, entrepreneurship, mental health, and the circus life, um, you can follow me on Instagram where I post lots of videos about me doing awesome trapeze tricks and then a lot of videos about me like falling on my face. So it's balanced. There's coaching happening. I try to uh, practice what I preach. Appreciate you listening. Happy to be a resource to you and celebrating you on the journey. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.